This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Schmo Zone. Today's episode is brought to you by... Fusion CBD products. Fusion CBD products, they have some of the best CBD in the game. I love using their Fusion CBD water. Great for recovery after a workout. They have their sleep and recovery pills. They have their instant freeze, that instant relief rub. Man, all those aches and pains. Use them. Use the promo code SHMO to get 20% off. FusionCBDproducts.com. You will not be disappointed. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Schmo Zone podcast, episode 35. I'm Dave Schmolenson, a.k.a. The Schmo. My co-host is... Helen Sports. And today's guest is none other than former professional fighter and current manager of some of the biggest and brightest stars in the UFC and all of MMA, Ali Abdulaziz. Thank you for being here in studio. Thank you for having me, guys. Ellen Schmo an honor to have me here hey you are a trooper you are mm -hmm. fresh off of back surgery we thought we had a bad being jet lagged from uh, abu dhabi but uh, you just came from back surgery this morning and you're here in the schmo zone we really appreciate you coming on yeah oh man it's my pleasure i, I kind of kept my word and i completely forgot about they're gonna put me on the knife today and uh, and i, I and i want to keep my word and uh, you know it's, it's thank you for having me of course. <clears throat> what kind of procedure did you have? If it's, you don't mind, it's, uh, it's you know they shave the disc and uh, they make the 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 canal is bigger for the nerve because I was having like numbness and pain, uh, but you know I feel good already. I'm under a lot, lot of uh, drugs right now, <laughs> and uh, let's see what happens. Anesthesia, anesthesia drugs, anesthesia, anesthesia drugs. The the pain uh, reduction type drugs. For sure, yes. <laughs> but you look great. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Is uh, thank you. <clears throat> fashionable as always of course Thank you. um so yeah let's get right into it because you represent some of the biggest names in the game and we just came from abu dhabi we'll be back in abu dhabi uh ufc 254 one of the biggest fights of the year habib Nurmagomedov, justin gaethje two of the best of the best they are fighting they're both your clients uh man it's uh, the expectations for this fight is off the charts and Literally, Habib is on a quest to finish his UFC career completely undefeated. And uh, Justin Gaethje, um, man, if there's ever great competition for Habib, we have Justin Gaethje standing across from him, and you're close with both these guys. How, how does that work with this, with this fight coming to fruition? Just to refresh my memory and everybody's memory, like uh, <clears throat> I know Marlon Moraes for nine years. Uh, and also, I used to live at the Olympic Training Center with Henry 15 years ago, right? Uh, they both my brother. I love both of them. Uh, before the fight, we had dinner, you know, uh, at the you know, media day. And uh, at the end of the day, all these unbelievable fighters inside the UFC, outside the UFC, they have a dream, right? They dream to become a champion. And um, we see a lot of scenarios when guys almost for the title, and they got stopped for fighting for the title, right? And they lost, and they wouldn't be able to fight for the title. But who I am to stop someone like Marlon or Henry to fight for the title, right? Or Gaethje to get, you know, Khabib a title fight. Khabib make a lot of money, right? In the business side, of course, like Khabib, as long as he win, might make money. But realistically, Justin and Khabib, they are amazing people. Uh, they're great people. When Marlon fought Henry, Dana White called me from the arena and he said, hey, where are you? I said, I'm home. He said, why you don't come? I said, because I, I, I'm not going to go to a winner and say congratulations, I'm going to be with the loser. And I feel I stayed home uh, 
the glory is theirs, right? I make them contract. They're going to make money. And I'll be, I was a fan this night, right? I was a fan. Um, same thing was um, Justin Gaethje and Khabib, you know. Khabib is, is my brother. I love him to death. Justin is a, one of the most loyal dudes. I manage him since the beginning. And, uh, and uh, Khabib said a story. When Khabib fought in Florida, when he come back from injury against Derek Holcher, I brought Justin Gaethje uh, to Florida, and he helped Khabib cut weight. That's how long they know each other, right? Uh, and he helped Khabib cut weight, and even Khabib mentioned it, right? And in a way, we have this media day I do, right? We have Cody, Marlon, everybody's together, but everybody understand is respect. Everybody gonna respect each other, uh, and, and it's a. It's, it's, it's a family, man. It's a family, and some of these guys understand they need to fight. They're going to have to fight. They're all under the dominance MMA umbrella, and that's your company. And, hey, Kamara Usman, Gilbert Burns, they are both your clients, too, and they're both fighting for the welterweight strap, just to name another pair that's got title implications on the line. And like you just said, it's like a family environment because we've had Henry on. Um, everyone we talk to that that works with you, um, they have nothing but good things to say, and loyalty is a common theme that always comes up in every conversation. Thank you. I want to tell you a story. Actually, I start to, Rashad Evans, he was my teammate. We lived together at Jackson's, right? And he said, hey, man, you know, I know Kamaru. Work with Kamaru, and I signed Kamaru. I work with him, and after I work with him, Kamaru said, hey, bro, why you don't sign Gilbert? Sign Gilbert Burns, right? Kamaru Usman was the reason I signed Gilbert Burns. You understand? But Gilbert Burns was recommended to me, also by Rafael Dos Anjos, right? Right? Uh, who's the only client I kind of worked with and I, I I don't work with anymore, right? Um, and uh, and I think it's one client who's actually under contract with me, 16 years. His contract ran out. He changed James, he changed management. And I'm so proud of that. That means like we're all connected in a way, right? And um, And I believe if I can make two guys fight each other, for this glory, the UFC title wasn't the most prestigious title, and they make a lot of money for them and their family, is a life changer. I will always do it. And I know, we know, in the past, managers did. You know, sadly, stopped guys from making money. And I, I don't want to mention no names, because I don't want to talk bad about nobody or, uh, you know, or anybody, right? But in a way, like I said, Dominance MMA is not mine. I work for them. I'm a worker. Uh, like I said, I'm a servant, server for many masters. I'm the mechanic in the Ferrari and the Lamborghini and Aston Martin garage, right? I'm the guy who washed the cars, right? And this is kind of my roles. I never think I'm bigger than these guys. I never think I'm bigger than the game. And I appreciate people. And sometimes, you know, I'm very controversial person because I'm 100% in or 100% out. And me and you, we have different views, right? But I always respected you. You always respect me. And finally, I'm here. And I'm happy I'm here. And we're happy. I know here Helen too. forever. She's, she, 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 I, I'm a big fan of Helen. She's, oh, she's one of the, the, the first few female have the guts to step in MMA against all these different crazy lunatic guys. Yeah. And I know her for a long time. And she does an amazing job also. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. And... Kind of to piggyback off what David said about the dominance MMA, not only the family, the brotherhood, the loyalty. I mean, every one of your fighters, they have so many great things to say. Um, but I'm curious to know, from being a former fighter yourself, what made you decide to want to transition to become a manager? I have a story behind that, too. You know, I think I fought in Japan in K1. I fought Kar Karu Uno. I have like five fights or six fights, and he have like, he's a legend, you know. Um, and I got hurt. In the fight, I lost fair square, you know, I lost 100%. And I come back, and I was training on Hinzo Gracie, right? But I didn't really know Hinzo like that. But I started helping the guys around the gym, like, just helping them out for free, like small shows. I was just doing it because they're my friend, the Gracie family, Gregor Gracie, Igor Gracie, Hollis. And Hinzo said, you know, one day, like, hey, I want to fight. And back there, my English was bad. Like, I'm talking about 10 years ago, 2000, 11 years ago. My English, you can, after, for five words, you can understand two. It's like a 50-50. <laughs> yeah. And after that, I said, 
what do you want me to do as a manager? I said, bro, like, go find a manager. I'm not like, they have so many big managers. I talked to Joe Silva. Joe Silva said, hey, you know, he's above my pay grade. You have to talk to Dana White. Other ones of Atita. Reach out to the assistant. Schedule a meeting fast. I thought, these dudes want to meet with me. Me and Hens are winning there. Winning there. And uh, that was my first meeting with the UFC. In the, any fighters. I met with Lorenzo Fatida and Dana. And we have a crazy conversation. You can ask Dana about it. Uh, Dana opened the door for me. I met Lorenzo. Give me the opportunity. That's why a lot of people say, like, you're too close to doing that. You get paid by Dana. You work with Dana. No. I, I agree on some of the things he does. And sometimes... Hey, I don't agree. I want more money. I always want more money, right? We all want more money, right? Spend with the game. Sometimes I get it. Sometimes I say, hey, go F yourself, right? And it's normal. I keep a smile on. Uh, but this is why I have so much respect for Dana Lorenzo because I don't think without Henzo and Dana White, I'll be here today, you know? Um, some of the managers go throughout their career. They never talk to Dana, right? And um, Dana did a lot for me, a lot for my family. Henzo Gracie. And after that, Frankie Edgar was one of my training partners. And me and Frankie used to go at it all the time. And one day, Frankie, I think, fired his manager. I never go talk to him. You know, it's not, it's not my style. I don't think you can find many fighters that said, Ali, reach out to me, said, I want to manage you. Not because I'm bigger than him. Even when I was small, I was always afraid of rejection. Somebody, like pride, like to get rejected, right? It was all been word of mouth, uh, you know, not into this Instagram stuff or reaching out to fighters and try to go behind their manager and stuff like that. But a lot of guys come and if they free to go, I'm always open the door. But like you always say, you guys said, it's a family. It's a certain fit. Some guys, they amazing fighter, but they don't fit, right? They can't come. Like I managed Khabib Nurmagomedov, one of the most respected guys in the sport. I manage guys like Frankie Edgar, an OG, like one of the best guys in the world. A lot of guys will not fit in this environment, right? You know, a lot of guys will not fit this environment. Like Marlon Marais and and, uh, and Cody, they went out at each other on Twitter. I made a phone call to them. I said, "Hey, if you want to talk, talk, but keep it respectful, right? Because I'm I'm in the middle, and they both respect me enough to you know to to, to listen." Uh, speaking of respect, recently, a couple of weeks ago, you were at the pre presidential rally. You've been at two, actually, you were telling us. You were just with Kamaru, you were in Atlanta, and obviously here in Las Vegas, uh, President Trump spoke here. Colby Covington was there, um, Henry Cejudo, Justin Gaethje, Dana White, and then you were face-to-face. -face. You were neck-and-neck, neck, sitting down next to uh, Colby Covington, and obviously, you haven't had anything to say, anything negative to say from then, but it's a different story when he spoke, and I think recently he spoke to Submission Radio, and he didn't have nice things to say, but you two were sitting down next to each other, and with your history, uh, there was bad blood, obviously, with the buffet situation, and Kamaru uh, beating him at UFC 245. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on how, where that stands, you guys sitting down next to each other, and then Dana White kind of playing peacemaker in that situation. To be honest, man, I'm you know, um, I have my friend Richard Gurnell. He's an, an intelligent guy, former ambassador. Uh, call me. I call Dana. I got green light from Dana. And uh, the night before this event, I texted Dana. And I said, bro, I'm nervous. He's like, what's wrong with you? Like, who have the opportunity to go to the president? And he encouraged me to go. I wasn't going to go. I was going to send Henry, everybody. I, I, I texted him. I said, I'm not going. He's like, he encouraged me to go. And I'm so happy I went, right? You weren't going to go because you knew Kobe was going to be no, there? No, no. I'm or just, bro, like, I'm a foreigner. I'm not even a citizen. Like, like I'm a guy who people talk bad about you. Like, you know, and I sent, like, the Secret Service sent the sheet. Like, you have to send your name, your mother's name, your sister's name, your country name. It's like, it's like a process, right? Some people get approved. Some people didn't get approved. And I did get approved. Um, but I'm a guy always, like, you know, this guy called himself a terrorist, right? Kobe. Uh, uh, Co uh, what's his name? Kobe. Kobe, yeah. He said oh, he's going to deport me, right? Right. Uh, and in a way, like, I felt a little uncomfortable. Like, I was like, it's like, how are these people going to look at me, right? You know, at the Secret Service, the president, like, you know, I was go there with the fighters. I'm the, the, like caretaker. 
I wasn't going there as a as a guy who's going to meet the president. This is what I thought, but I was wrong. Um, Mr. Richard Gordon said, hey, you're going to meet the president today. I said, okay. Um, and um, when they met the president before the speech, <clears throat> first of all, it was me, Justin Gaethje, Henry, um, Brian, they on security, yeah. former badass SWAT team. Uh, we all hung out. Cody, Kobe Covington didn't hang out with us. Like, you know, you know, I don't think Dana's his biggest fan, to be honest with you, being real. And I didn't really, you know, I kept it professional. You know, I'm not the type of guy I'm going to go start some, somebody. You have to do something to me. And this is who I am. If you do something to you, this is who I am. I'm a, I grew up in different environment. I grew up different people. My respect and my pride above money, above fights, above everything. If you say something to me, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to get you. Like, somehow I'm going to get you. Not always physically, but I'm going to get you somehow, right? And um, right before that, is actually we did a panel. It was We all sat in a panel, and uh, they and I gauge stuff like that, and it was like a couple thousand people asking questions. And when I, walk, I walked in last. They called my name. I walked in last. And it was a seat next to this guy, right? And then, and I, I was going to move. Then I said, hey, sit here. And I was like, why are you making me sit next to this guy? And I didn't say it in my mind. And it's a picture actually online. Dana pointed. I have the picture. Sit here. And he was like, it was a command. And, you know, that's big brother. And I sat there. Dana got asked question. I got asked question. And I got, I got the biggest cheer this night because they asked me question about the Middle East. They asked me question about business. And I really spoke from my heart, and I said, you know, we was born to hate each other, Muslim, Christian, Jewish. And I said, you know, when I moved to this country, my, my view changed. And I love everybody. Black life matter, white life matter, Spanish. doesn't matter where you're from. Your life matters, right? And uh, we go there, set, here you go again. I'm sitting next to this guy again, front row. Um, was Dana next to me uh, and Richard Garner. And we sat there. But uh, before that, I kind of jumped. I was in the back. I was fucking, my hands sweating. I was kind of almost afraid. I was scared. Got the Secret Service, like, you know, like I felt I'm an outcast, you know? Um, and then he grabbed me and he introduced me to the president. And he said, Ali, so and so, friend, managers, meet this guy, this guy. Hey, no, if Donald Trump know every fighters I managed. And he started having a conversation with me about them. And he asked Justin Gish, hey, Justin, man, you're fighting Khabib. He managed both. I said, yes. I said, that's a tough fight. That's a tall order, Justin. <laughs> and Justin said, red, white, and blue. I'm a win. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but I understand, but he's tough. And uh, the president's such, he's just uh, such a great guy, man. He, he, he really is. Like, And I was on the fence. I didn't know. I don't, I'm not a politician. You know, I'm, I don't know, like. Trump said this, Trump said this, but now I'm figuring out the media, they do nothing but lie on him. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's crazy what the media does in this country for both sides anyway, for any narrative. We took photos, we take a group photo with the president and this guy. Everything is cool. I didn't talk, media called me, talk about him. I said, he's fine. Cool, right? United States of America is about united, mm -hmm. about us unite each other, black, white, Spanish, Muslim, Christian, Jewish. But people like Kobe Covington, this is the type of people who create conflict, right? You understand? But in a way, like, I open hand slapped him in a buffet line because he was talking about me, about my family, about deporting me, like, Noah, like, all this stuff. Like, I was like, and Kamar was trying to stop me, if you saw the video, right? Yeah. And this man called the cops. And press charges, him and his friend, right? In a way, like the worst thing you can do to somebody, and I'm not saying I'm right, for slapping him. You understand? If I respect you, I'm gonna punch you. If I don't respect you, I will slap you. But I feel now I'm at this point, I don't need to do all that, right? I don't need to do all that. And this man, like, he wanna go out there and talk, whatever, but in a way he make the president look bad by doing that. We was together. We was impressing embracing this united like that you know and he he find every way 
when he said he did an interview before submission radio, right? Fact. I saw about the UFC Institute, sat on the couch. I walked right up to him like three feet and I looked at him. Just looked at him. I want to get a reaction. I don't want to beat him up or nothing, right? Because the street is very different. Is is a completely different. Maybe younger, but I wasn't trying to be in any kind of way of violence towards him. Or, but I looked at him like almost why. You know what he did? He got his phone, like this. And I have a witness. Tyrone Spong was right next to me, right? And Tyrone said, "Let's go, bro. Let's go." And I walked away. Out of respect of the UFC Institute, Dana, everybody. And I'm never going to start a problem there. This is the man's house. This is Dana White's house. You understand? And in a way, he saw me again after he talked shit. And he went on submission radio talks. He's a, he's a nerd. He's afraid. He talked to Kamaru bad too. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I can promise you this. Long as I'm a manager of the sport, Kobe Covington will never become a world champion. I promise you this. Like, he think he have, bro, let's be real. Like, he's just an asset in the UFC. Like, Dana have a personal relationship with Frankie Edgar, like some of the good guys, right? You think Dana have a relationship with this guy? Absolutely not. He's a good fighter. But Kamara Swan already broke his jaw in three places. He denied it. I saw the, the x-ray, right? Gilbert Byrne will beat the piss out of him, right? You know, comes out what comes out will do to him. You understand? Now, I'm gonna make his life live in hell. By me, by me doing nothing, but in a way that I can go there and hit him upside of him and slap him one more time. Yes, I can. You know what he's gonna do? Nothing. He's gonna pick up the phone and start filming like he did. You know, and it was it's hard for me because I respect Dan Lambert too much. But here you go again. This is a man, Dan Lambert, fed you, did everything for you, saved you your job, and he's talking shit about his team, right? It's that show you what kind of person this kid is. Right? Well, I just found it fascinating that you guys were all together for the same cause, and yet uh, it's a moment for you guys to be united, and then afterwards you have the division again, which is kind of defeats the purpose behind all of I that. I did an interview with TMZ, and I said, we good. Like, yeah. we, we cool. I talked nice about him. But the whole thing is... He's not a man. You understand? He's not a man. You think he can win some fights in the octagon, you become a man? No. The man to be in and out the octagon. You understand? I cannot take away from him. He's a good fighter. He's not a great fighter, no? He's a good fighter. You understand? But, you know, it is what it is, man. I don't want to waste our time about this, this, this guy. I'm not even going to cuss and do anything like that because who cares? Well, you mentioned you were there with Justin Gaethje, speaking of great fighters. Um, I know Justin and Conor McGregor have kind of been going back and forth the past few days about, you know, turning down fights or whatnot. Um, can you kind of give some clarity or insight onto what is really happening with that? Because I know Dana was upset that Conor leaked those screenshots. Yeah. And what, what he was actually offered this year, because he was supposed to have five fights and he only fought Donald Cerrone back at UFC 246. First of all, we went from a piece of shit to a scumbag. Like, it's, 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 they're related each other by... by <laughs> the, you know, listen, uh, I can tell you this, if you slap Conor, probably he'll try to slap you back. He's not, you know, in this kind of department, he's not a bitch, right? He's a man. But realistically... Conor McGregor is a, a liar, piece of shit. That's what he is. He's a straight-up lying. Because somebody from the UFC called me and said, hey, we want to make the fight with Conor and Justin. Stop talking shit to him. And I stopped. I backed out. We know he wants to fight in December. He's supposed to fight in December, not January, right? But they canceled the December 31st show. Remember? It was, they didn't have it in, last year. I right? remember that, yeah. And they moved it to January. And I said, listen, Justin is in at the time, still, Justin was drinking ahead of him, right? Him, I think he was four, or he, Connor was five, something like that, right? And, um, you know, they was working on it they you know, hard, right? And they come back, they said, you know what? It's not, it's not, it, 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 it was never really offered the fight, but it was talking about the fight. Justin went on a media tour 
talked about it to every media outlet, saying, I want this fight, give me this fight, blah, blah, blah. Conor McGregor never tweeted him once, right? We know Conor, if he wants to fight you, he's going to cheat you, he's going to clown you, he's going to fight First, and he chose Cowboy. I love Cowboy. But let's be real. Cowboy is not his prime in his career. Cowboy is past his prime. He's a little bit older. And he chose to fight Cowboy ever trusted, right? At the time, Cowboy was ranked number 12 or 13. I don't remember. How how you want to fight Justin? And you didn't even acknowledge him, right? You didn't acknowledge him. We heard he want to fight fast in March. And I reached out. said, hey, can we make this fight? I said, oh, he's not fighting. He's going on his yacht, doing whatever he wants, right? When Khabib got hurt, injured, right? I managed Khabib and I managed Justin. I, the circle is mine, is ours, so, right? When Khabib pulled out, I asked and they said, you know, Khabib, Justin wasn't the first option. Connor was the first option to fight Tony, right? But he's, he said he's not step up for people, blah, blah, blah. And I said, hey, okay, if you don't want to fight Tony, let Justin fight him. I said, he's not even an option. Have Justin fight Tony, right? Justin fight Tony. Justin beat him. It's supposed to be July card, right? Correct? The first thing I did, to be fair to Justin, Justin set up to fight Khabib, undisputed champions, champ, legacy fight. But it's not a money fight like Conor and Justin, right? I went to Justin, I went to Khabib first. I said, hey, and God is my witness. I both, they're both gonna hear this. I said, I have to do right by Justin. I'm gonna ask him if you wanna fight Connor. If you're not gonna fight in July because it's Ramadan, let them fight each other. Khabib said, no problem. He's a good guy, let me make money. He's gonna smash this guy. Khabib give me the green light just to be, to talk, was Geshi, I was gonna do it, but I respect. I have to tell him this is his opponent, right? And he might lose to, to Connor, and he wanna fight Connor, and, and he really wanna fight Connor, right? But I put Khabib in a position spot, Connor might win. Khabib said, You have to do right by him, make him do money. And I went to Justin Geshi, and I'm gonna show you how beautiful Justin Geshi is as a person, man. This kid is unbelievable. But I know why he's so beautiful. I met his father and his mother. And they're the most beautiful, hearted people you could ever meet in your life. I love them, right? And uh, Angeshi shocked me, man. He said, he said, I don't give a fuck about the money. This man have a chance to fight me three times. Right now, I'm going to fight the greatest fighter of all the time. I'm not fighting the best lightweight ever. Khabib is the fighting the greatest fighter of all time. That's who I'm fighting. This is for my legacy. I'm going to fight for him. And Connor, he can go fuck himself. Word for word, what exactly he said, right? Now, Connor want to come out. First of all, it's a golden rule between man or woman, whatever you call it. I have text messages for some media people I have beef with. If I show it, I promise you, they will not have a job anymore. But guess what? I will never do that. You know why? Because it's dirty. It's the most disgusting things you can do in a sport, outside the sport, everything, right? So do you think Connor and Dana's relationship will forever be tarnished because uh, Connor leaked those text messages? Listen, uh, Dana does what Dana does. Connor does what Dana does. But I, I know Dana very well, probably more than anybody in this sport. Not the people who work with him, of course. But outside this office, I know this man very well. And I'm telling you, when you cross Dana once, it's very hard to get a second, you know, he might to get a second chance with him, right? And you cross Dana, you cross Lorenzo, you cross Ari, you cross a lot of people. You understand? They're so loyal to each other. And that's why whatever Dana's going to do with him, he can do it. Dana White have all right in the world to be upset. You saw, he was talking about kid, like he was so nice to him, so polite to him, right? And it's proof in the pudding. He wanted to fight Diego Sanchez over Justin Gaethje. He's smart. I'll fight anybody. Hey, let me fight Diego. 
What about fighting Yago seven, seven, eight years ago, right? You know, why you want to fight with guys who are over their prime? But I'm talking about he is the biggest piece of shit ever seen him and his whole entire team, right? Three days ago, four years ago, he said, I'm fighting Pacquiao, right? But he doesn't understand. This little poor kid from Egypt, his name is Ali Abdelaziz, a.k.a. whatever they call me, like bad names. The Middle East is mine. I don't care what everybody says. I own this, this region. I own it by respect, by loyalty, by honor. Very important person, His Highness, in Saudi Arabia. I was talking to him. And very much what they say to him, they, first they tried to reach out to His Highness. His Highness said, talk. And he said, listen, we're not interested. I'm going to tell you why they're not interested. First of all, Connor tweeted, Saudi Arabia, McGregor first thing, he took it down. You know that. He took it down like in, right away. And he, they told him, if you do not take this shit in one hour, one hour, we're going to sue the fuck out of you. And he took it like a little bitch he is. He took it down. And the reason he told him, I'm trying to piss Dana off. I'm playing game with Dana. Let me tell you something, my friend. Longest Khabib around and these people around, Khabib is the most beloved Muslim athlete in the world. You think Abu Dhabi or Dubai or Saudi Arabia is going to bring Conor McGregor, put on a big show after he called his wife a human tao, after he talked about his father, after he forgot his religion, after... These people love me too. I, I know these people very well, and they're very loyal to me. You understand? Is any boxing opportunity, I'm going to be doing it. If any MMA opportunity, I'm going to be doing it in Saudi, right? You know, and very much... They said, I respect Dana White, Ari Manuel. You, we're going to tell this motherfucker to take this pose down. And guess what? He took it down. You see, he took it down, right? Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, and they, because, you know, his team doesn't manage, uh, what's his name? The boxer, Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. They have like endorsement deal. Manny have his own deal with his management. He have his... Boxing management, right? I don't really care who manage who, but realistically, you will never see Conor McGregor fight in the Middle East if I don't want to and Khabib don't want to. This, I'm, I'm, and it sounds very arrogant, but I'm talking about you cannot insult a Muslim man about his wife. This is a forbidden sin. You can talk about his wife and his father, and his father who loved by many, hate by nothing. Yeah, you know, it's and that's the true kind of. Listen, I felt horrible for Dana White. I felt, but Dana, man, Dana's a big boy. Dana can fucking ruin him. And and but now he's trying to do a charity exhibition match against Dustin, Dustin Poirier. Can that still happen with contractually? Let me tell you something, Israel Adesanya. It's the part of that the management team paradigm. That that's a whatever. management. I don't team. know yeah. what. I, yeah. Whatever. Yes, Connor's manager, right? Connor manage him. Mm -hmm. He's his. Ma he, f but you know what? How selfish this piece of shit is. He just have one of the best performances in his life, and he jumped at the same time on Twitter, take take all the shine from him. You understand? Like, what kind of piece of shit this guy is? He's your guy. He's your team. He have phenomenal. I like Izzy. Me and Izzy have to have a conversation about something, but I love Izzy. He's a great guy. He's my African brother. But in a way, how you take his shine away from him like that? And he did. You're saying Connor's taking away Izzy's shine in that moment. He's, he's sent his tweets the same day of, yeah, of Izzy of fight. fight. But yeah. you understand, this is a dirty... And he does this every pay-per-view. Let me tell you something. You think this guy, he was this other bitch, Ariel Hawani, right? Like, he's a flat-out bitch, too. They both the same. Dana created earlier. Dana created Conor. Conor is a phenomenal fighter. He's a superstar. But without Dana's push, he's zero. And you won't let any of your fighters on Ariel Hawani's show? It's, nobody ever been on Ariel for a year. What, you know, listen, my fighter loyal to me. You understand? You understand? My loyal to me. Because guess what? If somebody died tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to be there. If somebody's house foreclosure... I'm going to write a check. I mean, I believe it. You came from back surgery onto yeah. the Schmozone podcast. My word, man, my word is my bond. If I give somebody's word, I'm going to do whatever I can. Long as I'm not dead, I'm going to show up. I mean, there's so many great topics we can talk to you about. Know, but let me tell you one more thing. Okay. This guy, 
he called Daniel Cormier a fat something. I saw that. I want to say something to you. Can he say that in his face? I mean, I've dying it much of a lesson. Yeah. Daniel Cormier, forget about this Anas. He's from the hot from Louisiana. He is gangsters. They come. But he wants to move on and better himself for his family. Listen to me. You know, now you talk about that. He already had a problem with us. And I'm telling you, it's too many of us. It's not nobody, nobody in this fucking industry can fuck with us. It's too many. You understand? Mm -hmm. it's, it's real. It's too many for us. Now you talk about Dan, Daniel. Now this is other problem. Add out the problem you have. Listen, he's not safe. I'm telling you. And I'm not a threat. Colin McGregor is never safe around us. Not if his team safe about us. You know, let me tell you a story. Kayla Harrison, you know Kayla Harrison? Yeah. Double champion. Yeah. His little bitch ass jiu-jitsu coach, right? He talks shit about me and I ignore this kid because he's nothing, right? She walked behind him and she punched him right in the middle of the nightclub. New Year's Eve when she won the title. What it, guess what he did? He tried to act up. He didn't do shit. Who's jiu-jitsu coach? This guy... Dylan, 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 Dad. Yeah, she punched him oh. right in the head, and I was like, and I was like, I wasn't there. I said, why the fuck would you do that? She said, we talk about it. We talk about it about you. I, I'm talking. This is a girl. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know I say she punched him right in the face. You understand? But realistically, man, it's too many of us. We're very loyal, and realistically, we are decent people. We are good people. You understand? You don't see me good and didn't enter when when Connor did all this in trouble, the accusation. I never one time. Talk bad about him. You know this, right? Khabib never. Khabib maybe did because he was he does some shit about him, right? But I feel if man, I don't kick people when they down. When Kobe won a, lost the title, I tweeted, and I said, and I give him respect, right? But no way, he's a he's a he's a he's a bitch, man. And I'm telling you, like, he got fucked up by Kamaru. You on one fight winning streak, you understand? Now he get to fight Masvidal. He's probably going to beat the shit out of Masvidal, to be honest with you. I'm being real. You know, I, I would like Masvidal to beat him, but I don't think he can beat him. You understand? And he's going to get somebody. He's going to get Gilbert. He's going to get the winner of... Uh, he's, 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 you know, he earned it. Or he's going to get... But I can say fuck him. Fight Kamzat. Because if Kamzat fights Wonder Boy... Let's let's get to yeah. Kamza. Yeah, there's so many great ones. So, I know. Yeah, Boy, I know. You, I know. Hell, I'm gonna ask you. Yeah, about the him. Hamza. Where does it stand with Wonder Boy? Because um, I think Wonder Boy was interested in Leon Edwards. So you know, it's sad. I see. You know, why Masvidal don't fight Leon Edwards? I don't understand this. I don't understand yeah. who's his his people. I don't understand. I don't who like these guys. Is 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 it's, it's he's. He deserve it, man. He can't be have eight or seven fights in the UFC and don't get a title shot. It's, it's fucking insane, right? Uh, he did some harm for himself. I respect Leon Edward. Uh, but him fighting Wonder Boy, what does that do for him? Nothing. Nothing. He hasn't had a fight in such a long time, and he's at the top of the heap of the welterweight he, division. He was supposed to fight this England having. It's, 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 I believe he should have fought Masvidal, right? But at the end of the day, I'm not the matchmaker. It's the UFC job. But in a way, if he's my fighter, this motherfucker would have fought for the title already. Is Hamzat still fighting Damian Maya? What's 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 listen, next for him? Listen, we're not bullies. Damian Maya doesn't seem like like it. You know, I believe the UFC offered the fight to Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy, he don't want it. I don't blame him because I don't think he have much of a chance in this fight. But you know, this. We talk about great people. Wonder Boy is an awesome human being. I, yeah. I'm gonna respect him. I'm not gonna say anything bad about him. But I think also he's smart enough, understand fighting. He understands if you fight this guy, you know, beat him. He can take a lot of high from him. Uh, comes that almost have eight hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Wonder Boy have like three or four. You understand? It's not much, right? Uh, I believe comes out is the is the bigger name. Would you agree with me at the moment? Yeah. I mean, he's he's rising. He's a you know, rising star yeah, in this sport. You have to understand, when you get this Chechen, Dagestani, Russian kid, you have a different... You have The Muslim war is 1.7 million. Russia is 1.500 million plus the U.S. It's a huge market for huge the markets. You understand? That's why Khabib makes as much money as he is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But in a way, they push him for Wonder Boy. Uh, I think the only guy... Out there, Neil Magny and I respect yeah, I him saw so that. much. Like, yeah, Neil Magny. How, how you not love Neil Magny, right? And if it's Neil Magny, it's gonna be Neil Magny. 
I believe Sean Shelby's working on this. I believe Sean Shelby, um, he, when he has somebody, he's going to let us know. And But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whose fight comes out right now. Let me ask you this. Do you think he fights for the middleweight strap before he fights for the welterweight strap or welterweight before middleweight? I don't know. I, I, I'll be lying if I told you I know. I don't know. He is a he's different level, man. He will fight. He, he, certain guys like Gilbert Byrne, Camaro, Frankie Edgar, comes out. These guys don't care, bro. Like Certain guys, when I call him, they say yes. He's calling out Israel Adesanya. He's calling I out. I believe, him. man. I respect Israel. I think. I think it's a very tough match for Israel. You have to. We talk about this guy, six-time national champion, Sweden. He's a junior wrestler from Russia, from Hasriyut. Hasriyut is the most Olympic champion in history. He trained there for four years in Dagestan, right? The guy, and I'm gonna tell you something today. I trained with him a little bit, and I have him spar at Extreme Couture. His striking is better than his grappling. His boxing, way better than his grappling. I mean, Gerard uh, is a durable guy, and that one punch that landed cleanly right on the chin, it was lights out. And so anyone who th was questioning his, his striking, and this guy's just a wrestler, I think he put to bed all of those questions right off the bat. One of the things God gave me gifted with, I understand talent, and I watch fight a lot of fights. I'm like a fan. I know about him three years ago. You understand? And at one point, he's like, hey, I would like you to represent like I, I've been talking to him. He's like my Muslim brother. We always communicate with each other. And um, I understand talent. Like Islam Makhachaf, nobody want to touch him. Khabib was banded by his manager who his knee was ACL. And um, I brought six, 70 guys from Chechnya and Dagestan to the US. I think 40, 50 in the UFC. Like I believe in the region. Like, you know, I, I, seven years, seven, eight years ago I started. And those guys right now are killers, right? Um, comes out as a problem for anybody. He can beat anybody on a given day, you know, um, and, uh, and I'm looking for him to see the future. All right, let me get to a couple of other names. Rumble Johnson, when are we going to see uh, him come back? Rumble Johnson, his USADA, is going to come back in February. 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 And I'm telling you, I, I said it before, Henry's going to become a champion. I said Cody's going to become a champion. I said... Justin is going to be, I said a lot of things, right? Listen to me, Justin Gaethje makes Tony quit. He quit. He, he waved it off. He said, I don't want no more. Who did this to Tony? I understand talent. I understand ability. But also, sometimes everything can happen for a fight. I don't know at all, but I know a little bit. A little bit give me knowledge about matchups, about fight, about who's against who. Great relationship with the UFC, you know. We give one day I'm in, one day I'm out. Like it's it's uh, but I have problems with the UFC sometimes, but you can never hear about it. It's it's grown man business, right? You don't go on Twitter's, you don't move business on Twitter. For any fighters out there, a young fighter or a veteran, please stay away from Twitter. Do business behind closed door. It only can hurt you. It only can hurt you. You understand? Like you got guys like. ESPN, like such a huge platform, he got some, this guy, like, he, he's like, this is a guy, he never fought once in, in, in the backyard in school, but he always instigated fights, right? You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a zero, man, he's a, he's a zero, and he hurt, the guys don't go on, he hurt the, guy, the, the fighters. So, so, so real quick, back to Rumble. When he comes back in February, we're talking a top ten opponent in the uh, light. One hundred percent. You know, uh, listen, fuck, Mick Maynard, man, is it's, it's a, you know, he's a, he's a hands aggressive black belt. Everybody know that, but he is legacy. How many legacy champion in the UFC, right? He understands fighting, and when I talked to him, he said, you know, he's gonna fight a top ten opponent. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter who are you. You just an opponent. It doesn't matter if John Blackwood, I respect him. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if anybody. He really knocked half of these people out. You understand? He will knock Glover out. You know, broke his teeth. And I love Glover. A great man. Great competitor. A legend, right? He, 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 nobody can beat. Nobody can beat Anthony Jones. Now for Zabi, is um, his fight against Yair finalized for UFC 254? This is a conversation between me and Sean. We have to figure this out. Because Zabit said, I show up three times. He pulled out three times. Lost money, lost time. 
one of the time he accepted Calvin Kale to Kittler, right? And uh, and I feel, you know, he have all right to be a little bit hesitant about fighting him, right? You know, uh, and yeah, it has changed. Suddenly, he used to be a nice boy. Now we talk about people's balls, stuff like that. Don't ever forget what Frankie Edgar did to you. Don't ever forget that. You know, make an example out of you. And Zabit can do 10 times more than Frankie did, right? Like, don't don't go to this route because he also is too many of us too. Like, what are you gonna do when you see Zabit and it's 30 people? What are you gonna do? Who's gonna who's gonna protect you? Nobody. But in a way, like, people have to be careful talking to these guys from Dagestan and Russia and these guys. They have to be very careful because these people, one of the nicest, most pious, generous, amazing people, but he's gonna throw put some balls on his face. Do you know? These guys will destroy him, you know. And I feel bad for the kid, because they, if any of these guys see him, they might whip his ass, and you're gonna see it fucked up the A. Rodriguez. And I like him, because I know his friends. But after he said this is a beat, I was like, you know what? Fuck you. So that fight is off. So we don't. It's know. not off. It's, you know, it's not off. I think it's the right fight. Mm -hmm. Or fighting Alexander for the champion. Zabit is number three on a six-five winning streak. I think he deserves a title shot too. So will that fight happen at UFC 254? Will it happen in Las Vegas? To be honest, uh, I don't know. Okay. And, and I want to give you, a, mislead you at least information. I truly don't know. Gotcha. And I'm not hiding nothing from you. For sure. Uh, you know, if if I was hiding, I said I can tell you, but this is the truth. Zabit have to say yes. Okay. Um, I want to transition to John Jones. He was in town a couple weeks ago. I know you don't represent him, but you have a good relationship with a lot of these fighters. You were teaching class. You were uh, here at the UFC Performance Institute. John Jones was teaching. You guys were teaching together. Um, is he fighting? Did he say any conversation with you? Is he? Do you believe he's going to be fighting next at heavyweight? Will he go back down to fight Jan Blahovich, who's now the new champion at light heavyweight? Do you see him fighting Israel Adesanya? What do you think is next for John Jones? First of all, like, I was teaching class and I was done. And, you know, John is like, when John show up, everybody eyes lit up like crazy, right? And um, he said, you know, let's take a picture with everybody. And, some of the, and he said, and I show something, he showed something. He said, you know, and he showed this amazing sweep. I was on top and he showed this really, really good sweep. And I showed the choke, you know, we, we listen, he's, I'm, he have, he was just humble enough to trade information for me, but John Jones don't need any information to make him better, right? And he touched the guys, Aljamain Sterling, these guys were so happy. And um, the same day, comes out, fucked up his knee, hurt his knee really bad. And actually, I left to check on his knee, and they took a picture, and I wasn't in it, but somebody put a video. And um, of course, it would be a huge honor to take a photo with John. I'm a huge huge fan of John we always talking we we text each other we talk uh, he sent me a really nice compliment the president every time he went I, I I like John like people can think whatever about John I think John is a very misunderstood person I think John do, does a lot of good things for people for poor people in Albuquerque because remember John Greg Jackson we, we he was my coach I live in Greg's house for one year I lived there, I babysit the kids, I cooked, I did everything, right? Uh, John is actually a really good human being. His family's awesome. He's a good guy, man, listen. But he's a young guy with a lot of money. I'm not perfect, he's not perfect, you know? Sometimes we make mistakes, but remember, John Jones out there going out, people are gonna make lie too, be like, oh, he touched me, he did this to me. Like what happened to him recently? I think he didn't do nothing. Like he's a, they have cameras. Why they don't show the cameras, right? It was bullshit, right? I think John is a is a good guy. Uh, I think he's just, you know, he's a John Jones. John Jones is John Jones. It's it will never be a John Jones again. Never. Does he fight? Do you think he goes back to to fight Jan? Do you think he's gonna fight heavyweight? John can do whatever the fuck he wants. John is, is is the goat. He can do whatever he wants. I, I I think John, I think Francis Ngannou is gonna fight Stipe. Yeah. I think John is gonna put on some weight, and I think John is gonna fight the winner. He's smart enough, because realistically, like beating John Blackwood, I don't think it do much for him. And John is Blackwood's amazing fighter, right? Mm -hmm. I would like to see DC cut down two five. I was talking to DC on the phone before I come here. I would like to see him cut two five and fight John Blackwood. 
John Blanco would deserve a legend like DC. You know, but... You're, t- you're pulling DC <laughs> out of retirement. Yes, I am. And I think DC, shit, he'll come back, and I think he might beat John Blackwood. You know what I'm saying? That's, a, that's fascinating. And this is, I was talking to DC on the FaceTime. They're time. close enough in age. You know, Jan's not young. He's like 37 yeah, but he, he, did, he did a good job, man. He did yeah. a really good job. Oh, he did a great Corey job. Corey Anderson mm-hmm. beat him one-on-one. Corey went to Bellator. Yeah. Well, do you see Henry coming out of retirement? Yes. He's, yes. Yeah, Henry, for uh, Alex Volkanovsky. Listen, I'm saying it now. Henry Saud will come out of retirement. Uh, and uh, you might see him boxing too. You might see Henry boxing in Saudi Arabia, right? Henry Saudo, Triple C, bend the knee all day. Maybe you see him fight in Saudi Arabia. Of course, I have to get Dana's blessing, the UFC. But you might see him fight Ryan Garcia next year, early next year. This is real talk, not bullshit talk, right? You know, I'm, the Saudi people right now, all these this promoter, they working for Saudi Arabia. Nobody have money. They have money. You understand? You might see Mike Tyson next year go fight in Saudi Arabia. We already saw a championship fight, Anthony Joshua yeah. and yeah. Uh, Andy Ruiz. And that I'm was in Saudi about, Arabia. I don't want to say my friend's name, but you know who you are? Uh, he's the big boss. Uh, he's my brother. And um, and he's the king of boxing right now. It's not Al Heyman. It's not Eddie Hearn. It's none of these guys. You understand? These guys have unlimited money to grow sport, concerts, do everything, whatever you want in Saudi Arabia to bring attraction to the beautiful Saudi Arabia. You know, this is this is what's going on right now. Wow. I mean, Ali, we really appreciate yeah. you hopping into the schmo zone. Um, where where can our audience, uh, you know, follow you, find you? I mean, we we have your Instagram handle up there on the screen. Uh, you represent some of the best guys in this industry. Some huge fights ahead. We really appreciate your time. I want to say one more thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, throughout my journey, a lot of people helped me to get to where I'm at today, and, and I'm nothing. I never think of anything, but also. For all the doubt and all the hair out there, I want to thank you again because I have sleepless night and I want to prove you wrong. And I want to thank you for motivating me and talk bad about me. And I really mean it. Thank you. Well said. That's right. Thank you so much for coming on our show. It's my pleasure. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is great. We yeah. come back from uh, Abu Dhabi. We have you on the show. We'll head back there. We're going to be there for UFC 254 and also for... Um, Brian Ortega and the Zombie, which also has some Great title fight. implications. Great fight, too. Mm-hmm. Great fight. Um, Ali, appreciate your time. The Schmo Zone, episode 35. We are out. Mm-hmm.